Welcome to TA1, everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. Got the usual crew here and in the other room. Got the uh, chili dog sleeping in her bed for once. But we had a good hike today, so she's happy. Um, well, this one episode took forever to get done and get out and get here. And then it's like, oh, almost perfect timing. Itera came out this week to say that they're going to let us know when it's the uh, location in a couple of weeks. So it almost looks like you know what I'm talking about. Ha. Um, so, yeah, this one uh, you'll hear took a while for us to get together. And then we missed a little bit at the beginning technical issues which means me but fortunately it was mostly me talking so we didn't lose too much anyway um yeah there's that two uh for me two weeks to go to sea to sea uh, you will be happy to get there in some nice 80 degree weather it was uh, four below this morning it did warm up to 30 but yeah i'm ready ready for this winter to be over so uh yeah, uh, go out again and say, you know anybody that uh, I should talk to? You want to hear their story? Um, let me know. Hit me up. It's kind of the hardest part about uh, doing this is booking guests. There's a lot of people I like to talk to, but some of them I've talked to before, some I've never met. So, yeah, if you know anybody, pass them on and... Uh, may or may not give you credit for it anyway let's uh do this so uh go fast take chances thanks for living thanks for listening and living um enjoy bye well when 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 did brian say yes to this podcast the day after like yeah and and the date now is january 8th yep i'm just i'm just about over it (laughs) <laughs> he's, been, he's been working through it. Um, I, Randy, I can tell you, like Jimmy said, if, if the bus pulled up right now, I'd get on the bus and I would do it again. It was absolutely the greatest and thing. And I absolutely would, too. Absolutely would, too. It was hard. It was a hard race. I mean, it was, I mean we, we, did a, we did Maine, right? So, so we've done a lot of 24-hour stuff. We've done a lot of, I mean, over 30 years, we've done a lot of long days, a lot of marathons, Ironmen. Um, Last year, a year ago, 18, was uh, Untamed New England, which is the five-day race. That was our first expedition-level race. We only raced it as a pair, as a duo. Um, and then for Scotland, another five-day race overseas, we raced with, uh, with two other teammates. Uh, um, and they were just – and uh, it was Shari and Pete. And they were just great to race with. But this was a hard race. This was – in, in many ways, uh, it was a challenging, difficult race. But – it was totally worth it and totally worth the training and the, the time and the travel and the expense. Um, it was, it was, it was worth every, every second of it was completely worth it. Uh, Abby and Brent played a big role in that for rootstock racing. Um, they had done the Itera races before um, and they had said that it's great to race internationally. Itera puts on a great, uh, a great event. And it's not a big leap because we're going primarily to an English-speaking country. So, 
All right. Well, okay, we just hit our first little hiccup, and we missed the first few minutes of my end of the conversation. But you know what? That will be hilarious. They'll listen to you, and they won't hear me. But we're good now. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, it's been a while since I've done this. No, it isn't. I did one last week, so we're good. Um, So the answer to that question, the the question to that answer was, why did you pick ITERA? So... Mm -hmm. And uh, so why, okay, so the other question is, why did you decide to do it as as a four-person and not just the two of you? Well, honestly, part of, part of the, the decision around entering um, Untamed as a two-person team is because we didn't have anybody else that we knew well enough to race with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Actually, mm-hmm. in the, in the yep. days leading up to Untamed, back in 2018, some other some other folks came forward looking for teammates but at that point we were had done all our training we were kind of locked and ready to go and really didn't didn't think it was uh wise to add teammates this this we wanted to we definitely wanted to to uh attempt the you know the standard four person mixed male female team okay so step up to the big leagues so to speak yeah exactly <laughs> And the thing was too is that we we got to race with with with, with Sherry and Pete, yeah. um, Pete Fagnoli and Sherry Hines, and these were people who have they are just they are so steeped in experience and grit and determination that they were great to race with. They were a lot of fun to race alongside. Yeah. So it wasn't like we just grabbed two people we really didn't know. Um, and so we knew going into the race that the four of us would be a pretty cohesive team, uh, Did- and that made it easier to do it. Yeah. Did you get to spend any time together beforehand, or or? How did that work out for you? We sure. did. Uh, we, did uh, we did the main summer adventure race together. Okay, so you yeah. had twenty four hours, which in yep. real life equivalents to six months of getting to know someone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So and we also did the longest day together. Oh, wow. that's right. That's right. We did the longest day also. Right. Yeah. You guys are like like the new AMK then, <laughs> <laughs> as a team. So, so tell us about the race because let's face it, a lot of us kind of we remember, but we don't remember. Sure. Do you want to start with that? Same here. I'm looking at a I'm, I'm looking at a <laughs> diagram in the map right map course right now. Yeah. But you want to dive in, Jim? Yeah. So the the um, race headquarters was in Inverness, Scotland. Um, we uh, we knew we were going to be somewhere in the Scottish Highlands. wasn't sure weren't sure where the, whether it were the Highlands proper or the Cairngorms Mountain region. <clears throat> it turns up it turns out they bust us north into the Highlands um, to a castle where the race started, um, and then we basically made our way um, from the east coast of the Highlands straight across to the west coast of the Highlands down um, south of Inverness um, then and all the way back around um, you know south and, and east all the way back up to and then north up to Inverness um, the, the finishing stage was a, a mountain bike stage along Loch Ness ah. mm-hmm. yep. and how many people have asked you did you see Nessie <laughs> <laughs> At we that, had at that point we had the a race, yeah, we, with us. Yeah, 
we had, we had a stuffed Nessie doll with us, and also we were hallucinating so bad at that point that we probably did see Nessie. A few times. <laughs> I mean, isn't that if if you go to Loch Ness, isn't that everybody's first question? Yeah, yeah. And, that's the, and there's a whole the whole town is built around it. Yeah, and of course everybody thinks that they're the first one and they're the most cleverest person. So. <laughs> Exactly, and we all know that I'm the most cleverest person. <clears throat> so, did you see Bigfoot? <laughs> no, I race with him. He's, yeah, exactly. Ah. He's next. <laughs> He's on this call. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was it was it that were you kind of then familiar with the train? I mean, had you been doing the thing, looking at the maps for six months and? And uh, or was it a total shock to what you had? Well, I'll tell you, they did they did something pretty funny. So first off, James Thurlow and Open mm-hmm. Adventure, you know, Itara, they it was a heck of a race, mm-hmm. right? So we have to put our, our hat off to them and to the race director and the organization was was just top notch uh, as we had been promised and expected by everybody who had done an Itara race. Yeah. So one thing they did that was that I don't know if they did this out of humor or they did this seriously. They said when you sign up, we'll send you a map to get familiar with the region. And we received in the mail a huge table-sized map of the entire north of Scotland. Wow. So we don't know of, a, of, a, of a AAA map. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just to familiar so we, don't, we don't know if they were... Yeah. yeah, so we don't know if they were if they were pulling our legs, like by sending us this massive <laughs> country-sized map, or if they really thought we were going to study this map. Um, but we did spend months kind of speculating and that fun that we have, like mm-hmm. trying to pick the course and what's going to go where, who's going to go here. Um, that was a lot of fun. So we did spend a lot of time kind of speculating about the course. Yeah. And did you get, did you pick anything right looking at it? Um, I guess the two, the two big, the two big things from a, on a very macro level were, were whether we were going to be in the Cangorns or whether we were going to be in the Highlands. Okay. Exactly. It turns out yep. it was in the high in the Highlands. <clears throat> yeah. You know, there was a, there was a lot of speculation that we would hit the highest peak in Scotland, which we didn't end up doing, but we came came um, pretty close to it. Um. So you know, we didn't get anything exactly right, but I mean, in terms of playing odds, we were we were in the in the right. Yeah. Ballpark. Yeah. yeah, we also we also guessed we also knew that we figured that Loch Ness was going to be somehow in there, right? Yeah, we didn't bring a race to this part, and so we had I had speculated that our start was going to be a long Loch Ness. I thought we were going to we, the course went went counterclockwise from mm-hmm. the start to the finish. I I guessed it wrong. I thought we would go clockwise okay. around it, um, and I thought that we would be further north. I thought that we would be up towards Cape Wrath, yeah. um, and I thought we were going to race back to Inverness as opposed to doing a huge circle of the country. Yeah. Well, you made one mistake there. It's it's anti-clockwise in Scotland. It's not. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so did, did you like that? I mean, did you like having that map and kind of a sort of an idea? Because, you know, like C2C does that. I mean, they, you go on the website and there's a, you know, you can actually see where the course goes, sort of, on a little yeah, Picture. we were gonna. Yeah, we were gonna. We were gonna speculate no matter what. We did the same thing in Maine, uh-huh. right? When you when you untamed well, England, I think, and, I think, and that would, we didn't. Go ahead. All I was gonna say is, is you know, I've I've done C to C, and and that map literally <clears throat> shows you starting point and general 
route across yeah. Florida. This, this they literally sent us a map of Just, half the country of Scotland. Yeah. So. And said, here's, here's your potential race course. Did, but did the, another cool thing they did. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm going to say, did the map help you acclimate to the race maps? Um, mm-hmm. you, you know what well, I mean? We brought it with us. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they did something kind of cool. They gave us. So we, this was an interesting thing. So they had to reveal a, a two days before the race. Mm-hmm. They gave every team all 21 maps a day and a half before the race. And they said, feel free to start looking at the maps. So wow. we had them. So you know how like some races like New England, we got the maps like the night before and you yeah. had like seven hours with them? Yeah. We had we had 36 hours with these maps. And mm-hmm. they even said, feel free to no look lo- There was no yeah. lockdown. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. Why? Why? Which was... <laughs> I think well, you know, because, there's a funny, there's a funny story a... there. They, 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 and, and this, this is very interesting. We should get into this a little later. But <clears throat> as advertised from the get-go, uh, the race organizer James Thurlow and Open Adventures said, "You know, we are not designing this to be the hardest race you've ever done, mm-hmm. and it should be accomplishable by teams. You know, whether long course or short course." And our goal is to, you know, to, to, to get teams to, to stay in the race, right? Yep. Um, and, 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 and this race was harder and longer and more treacherous than I think almost anybody um, had imagined, including the race director. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And the course designer. A lot of the, you know, the course designer throughout the, the race had, at times said that um, – He's never done the race conti- the the course contiguously. Some things he designed online and 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 hadn't been through every single foot of the uh, the race course. Yeah. Um. So, so um. There was, I, I think, there were only two teams total that finished right. the full the full course. Yeah. Um, well, actually, there literally was, there was three, but one, one pro team. Yeah, one pro yeah. team. Well, the third that would have finished the, the out of thirty-seven teams, the full course, mm-hmm. um, literally eliminate got eliminated on the on the last leg. You know, we don't know much about it. Presumably, stupid mistake, or what seems now like a stupid mistake, but probably based on the fact that they were exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. They traveled on an A road. So, so, so some, so some A roads were uh, were allowed to be on, and some were off limits. They traveled on an off limits A road. Um, and they saw that on the satellite tracker, and they were eliminated from the race. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, well, that's and what happens, like, right? It was like right near Loch Ness. Huh. It was right near Loch Ness. So it was day five. And, these, and this was this course was so long. The course was short, was shortened significantly during the race because yeah. it, it took so long. There were whole sections that were cut out. So, wow. I, I, I mean, are you okay with that? <laughs> you know, because obviously it was a great race and it was really long, but – you know, well, there was there, there was what, a section that there was a section that we and a lot of other teams missed yeah. a rope section where it would have been canyoneering. There was a there was a rafting section we never got to, okay. and I don't think a lot of teams got that. So that was disappointing. I know that Jimmy was really bummed out by the fact that we didn't get to that those sections. Yeah, because um, we were looking forward to the rope section, and but we knew it was day two. I believe you had to make it by like four o'clock on day two, and we were we were hours away. But so it was. So I mean, at one point in the race, and Jimmy, Jimmy, correct my number here if I'm wrong. 
At one point in the race, I think over half the race got pulled off the water and basically got rescued and put on buses and brought ahead yeah. because the weather was so yeah. bad. So was it a combination? Yeah, was it a combination of the courses maybe not vetted quite well enough, and it was really really hard, and the weather? I mean, like if you'd had yeah, perfect yeah. weather, it would have been clearable for teams. The paddle, the the paddle was a little. Well, think of it this way: the paddle section. I'm going to use some numbers here, Jimmy. So walk walk me if I'm if I'm if I'm off here. The paddle section, section three, was was for the fast teams was 11 hours. Mm-hmm. The slow teams were 13 hours. Yeah. The average was 21. Huh. Yeah. That's a... And then, so, and therefore... Yeah, so, so, so the people race, haven't heard about the race. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so, so to your, question, to your yeah. question, Randy, were we okay with that? Yeah. Um, the, the race director said at the beginning, and, he, and they stuck to it, that, you know, if any team starts a leg of the race, everybody's going to do that leg of the race. Okay. <laughs> Right. Right. And they stuck to that. So they realized at some point that there were some smaller legs that were just shouldn't happen. And they cut them out before the first team got there so that it was fair and square all the way across the board. And I'm I'm, I'm absolutely. That was like the fifth stage mountain bike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got, got you know, like like Brian said. Yeah. Like Brian said, there were, there were, there were some really fun events planned. And um, it was like the, the ropes course. It was over a, a waterfall, and I think it, during the ropes course, you had to rappel down into the water. Um, and, and then there was a rafting stage. Um, we had to, uh, we totally missed the ropes course, and for the rafting stage, we essentially had to paddle to it and then portage our boats around where it would have been. And... Uh, <clears throat> And it was it was it was disappointing to miss those those fun events and and I mean I guess the thing that was you know it would have it certainly would have been more disappointing if we were one of the only teams to miss those events yeah but uh, you know um, a majority of teams missed almost all teams missed at least one of them and and quite a number of teams missed both of them and we missed both of them yeah so right and a lot of the teams that did do them were teams that skipped sections to get ahead. Okay. Like they were, they basically went to unranked pretty quickly. I mean, because we finished them. We here one thing I'll tell you this, Randy, and, and I, I think listeners can can relate to this. Jimmy and I were desperate not to finish. The, we wanted to finish the race ranked. Mm-hmm. We didn't care. We didn't care how many penalty points we had. Well, when I say we didn't care, we knew penalty points were going to be part of the reality. But we wanted to say that we did this course as laid out by the by the course designer. That was important to us because we shorted New England. Yeah, we did New England. We 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 came off the course a little early, um, and that was a, that was a combination of fatigue and inexperience. Mm-hmm. We should have stayed on the course longer at New England, and they were going to have to drag Jimmy and I, and then by proxy Sherry and Pete off this course. Yeah, like because we were gonna we were gonna take every single ounce out of this course that we could, and I feel like we did. Yeah. But the what the course designers put in front of us, we accomplished, and we were really proud of that. Um, but we didn't. But the, this was a very ambitious course. Yeah. I mean, but like Jimmy said, only three teams, with only two officially doing it, completed the whole course. Yeah, and I think there were forty teams. Yeah. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven teams. Yeah, that's um. So you guys, you guys did okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm saying that with a smile on my face because I know you did okay. But but that um, 
getting that mindset that you're just going to finish, you're going to, you know, what, drop checkpoints, you know, do whatever. Is that something you've just learned in the like, you know, since since Untamed? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, Jimmy, you want to talk a bit about our, our early race decision to move from the black jersey to the white jersey? Yeah, so the, in 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 um, Itera, and this was this was new to us. I, we didn't realize this until we got there. But um, they gave every team captain two jerseys, two mm-hmm. pitties, um, and basically, as soon as you missed a checkpoint, you were supposed to switch from the I think black to white or white to black. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, as soon as you missed one CP, you were considered short course. But I, you know, again, yeah. I, that that makes sense to me. I was a little bit disappointed to, to be considered short course in the in the second uh, leg of the race the because leg. we had yeah. planned. Yeah. yeah, we had planned to skip CPs, but still. Our goal was to complete every leg of the race and, if necessary, skip the CPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, they defined it as short course as soon as you missed a CP, and, and that's fine. And we and we adapted to that, and we tried to stick to it. <clears throat> you know, um, I think what Brian what Brian was referring to with Untamed is um, l- literally Untamed when we got kind of knocked off course based on our. And when I say knocked off course, kind of, we got held up in a rainstorm. We we were delayed with some 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 uh, some late night nav, and we essentially um, shopped the course to stay in the race and do the stages that we wanted to, and and and, yeah. and finish the race that way. Yeah. And we were determined, like Brian said, not to do that this okay. time, and, and and do every leg of the race, um, and only come off and. Uh, if we were instructed to do so, yeah, yeah, and, they were going to have. And, we, we were not. We were not going to volunteer. We were. We weren't going to sell. sell we, were, we were. not going to self short the course. Yeah, where like is we it? Did, yeah. we did New England. It, it untamed. You could basically skip a section of the course and keep going. Where and you didn't. You were not going to do that this time. Exactly. We were yeah. going to start every single section that, that that if they if they said that we could start it, we were going to start it. Yeah. And that's what we did from the, from the from all the way through. Would you have liked it, or would it have been a little better if they'd have done like, um, you know, the the TAs are mandatory and all the checkpoints are optional, you know, that's that style. So, um, you know, you gotta that's get, what I expected. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, I, and and I would have. I mean, I guess I don't know whether that's whether it's. Uh, um, you know, just a. Uh, philosophical difference or a, or a feel-good difference, but I would have preferred that. Yeah. Well, then you wouldn't have been – you wouldn't have had to switch jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I, and but I think in I – ca- In the end, who cares, but but yeah. Well, um, the three of us do, and probably yeah. Sherry and Pete. So, no. I, I mean, I yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So. I, yeah, I guess so too. I guess I guess you know that's a good point to make, right? If they had done it that way, I think the, the way that I look at it, and, and I know there's, there's a spectrum of looking at it. I wanted to get five days of racing in, yeah. And I and I recognize racing a racing a, a major international race, mm-hmm. recognizing my own limitations in terms of speed and in terms of capacity. 
I kind of knew the fact that if I if I raced for those, you know, those 120 hours, I was walking away giving myself a high five. Yeah. Um, but I, I could definitely see how optional CPs required TA required TAs could be could be seen as being better. Yeah. Which and then you know and I think that maybe plays into the the faster teams because then maybe you get there's some strategy like do you try you know miss any and hope somebody else does and all that but you know you're right. just out there for a good time <laughs> so, um, yeah exactly and that's yeah. What, and, but 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 to that point though and this once again we have two races to kind of compare against the way that we defined a good time in maine was not the way we defined a good time in yeah. scotland yeah for us, for us in Maine, it was like, Jimmy said to me, he was very shopping the course, which actually our friend Eric kind of coined when he saw us, that we were out shopping the course. That, we, I, we, didn't, we didn't shop this course. Yeah, I, that's a great term. Let's, when, when it becomes it's part term. of the lexicon. Like that's why it stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. and, and we're getting a little bit of a hair self ahead of ourselves, but if I don't ask you now, I'll forget. How did, on a scale up to 10, how do you rate your guys as both your physical race and your mental race? Oof. Um, Want me to go first, Jim? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I would say physically. I'm I'm going to speak from me. I'll let, I'll let Jim speak for himself because yeah. we we had we had two we had two solid races between the two of us. I will say physically, and I and I and I and I, I hesitate to describe it in this way because I don't want to sound like uh, I'm I'm being a jerk. I mean, I'm a 49 year old. I'm a 49 year old wannabe. I was wildly happy with my physical preparation. Yeah. Like I had, there's a point where Randy there's a point where we had to drag these kayaks, these God, <laughs> these God forbidden kayaks mm-hmm. miles and miles overnight over yeah. rocks. I mean, I had no idea that I could be that strong. And what's interesting is the reason why I was, I, I, I was that strong was because I had to be that strong yeah. because there was no other option. So we had a, walk up to our waist in this muck and this mire and over rocks and uphills. I mean, so physically comp- I was completely exactly where I wanted to be. I mean, I, I, I never felt so good during a race the entire time. At no point was I ever like disintegrating. We, we had one long trek uh, where I was kind of down in the dumps a little bit, okay. but nothing there. Now, mentally, um, if I, if I control for exhaustion, right? So if mm-hmm. I, if I kind of take, the way you react when you're exhausted out of the picture. Yeah. Mentally, I was right there the entire time. I think the we had a we had a situation really. It was either day two or day three on the water, where just the the, the stress of the water because we had some pretty big swells. The boats that we were in were tough to manage. I was in a, a leaky boat with Pete. We had a, we were having a really hard time keeping up. We were just fried and exhausted and stressed out. That's where I had a really a mental I had a mental challenge. Yeah. At that part of the race, which we, which we, we, Jim and I kind of clashed and we kind of got through it and we got out of the water and we moved on from there. That was my mental challenge of the mm-hmm. race. But over the course of five days, I'm only going to point to two separate times, one physical, one mental, where I think I was struggling. Other than that, I think I was great the entire time. Yeah. You're not that good in real life. And, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would, I would kill to have that batting average. My wife would kill me to have that batting average. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I was really happy with our prep. <clears throat> um, the race was was more physically, literally physically demanding rather than endurance 
demanding mm. um, than I would have ever imagined. And, and it's for the reasons Brian just mentioned. We were we were portaging sit on top metal, uh, pardon me, uh, uh, plastic sit on top kayaks um, through farm fields, over mountains, um, over farmers' walls, down dry creek beds um, for miles. Um, that that was the leg three that Brian referred to that where the race director had estimated 11 yeah. to 13 hours and it took the average team 21. So, wow. um, and it didn't help. It didn't help that when we got, got, you know, that was through the night mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. where that a lot of that dragging the kayak was. And then we got into the essentially into the, off the coast and we're supposed to kayak south down the coast, and there were huge swells. Yeah. And uh, we we got we got asked by a safety boat to redirect um, off of the water. It turned out that they sent us onto an island. Um, we didn't know it at the time, but it was an island. So once we got onto the island, and and where where a number of teams had accumulated. Um, we had to then get ourselves off the island. Um, it was this part of the story is worth finishing. But, yeah. um, right. It's great. So we're real at our, our low point. You know, we're we're on this island. We can't go back on the open water. We have to drag our kayaks again across the island and then make a shore pop onto the mainland. Um, we were told over the race radio. Um, because there were several teams with us, some of which had called into race headquarters, that uh, that we, we should wait there um, for transportation. And it was a real low point. Because yeah. um, we're, we're thinking the race is over. Because we thought we're thinking our race is over, mm-hmm. you know, and on legs three out of ten. Yeah. And um, when the transportation showed up, it was, it was a tour bus, a full-size 55-person tour bus, and there weren't any seats for us on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it was filled. <laughs> they had to send another car to, to, to get us because there were so many people who had already been picked off and pulled off the course. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, that was a time where, it, you know, very unique in a race, too, where, yeah. um, and I think, I think if you ask James Thurlow, they, they did some soul searching. They got everybody to the, to the nearest TA, and they figured out how to re- redeploy the race. Yeah, right. I mean, it sounds like they did. And they, they had a crappy time, but the organizers did an exceptional job of keeping oh, keeping their shit together. I would hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely. I think, and, and Jimmy, I'll speak for you and I here as we talk about this race. It's it's really really important to point out that that James and his team dealt with a lot of challenges that yeah. they weren't expecting when it came to weather and things like that. They did a great job keeping us all on the course, yeah. and they did a great. And they hustled and they ran around. I mean, I mean, James. If, if James was putting on a five k run in Southern Africa, I'd sign up and I would do it. I mean, mm-hmm. he is amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, definitely, it's one of these things where he. Uh, it, it was. It, it, they, they did a really good job. What was wild about that that situation with the with the um, with us on this island is that when we had. We came on, on this island. There was a, an Irish team that was there that was actually bivvy down. They actually were in their, their they were so wet and so cold and so borderline hypothermic that they were all inside their their survival gear. Huh. Um, 
And then we, we thought it was a really serious situation. It ended up as serious as it was. We were able to keep keep rolling on. But we were on these 10-foot swells, Randy. We were losing sight of each other. Wow. We were so far apart that when, when Jimmy and Shari were on the downside of a swell, we Pete and I wouldn't see them. Um, mm. It was a really it was, – that was a, one of the more intense moments of a race I've ever been in. Yeah. And are you like? And, was, and, and this, 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 this was day two. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, how many more of these we got to do? <laughs> I I couldn't. So we had done. I'll tell you a, a cool story. At the end of the first day, you know, we had this 5k run to a 20 mile paddle to a long mountain bike across the country. Yeah. Beautiful mountain biking. And J- Jimmy, by the way, ran. Jimmy Jimmy was the lead navigator. Jimmy did a hell of a job. 21 maps, a lot to figure out, a lot to do. His navigation was top notch, start to finish. We get into the transition from the bike to the first long paddle. And I have to tell you, getting into the boats at, at sunset on a Scottish lock and paddling off into the darkness was an absolute, I wish I could, I wish I had video of what that moment felt like. Yeah. It was, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life. And it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous, it was a gorgeous nighttime paddle. Boat teams all around us, a lot of glow sticks. Um, oh, that was a really, really, really unique and touching moment for the race. Well, it is nice to know that it it wasn't all, you know, and using the term sucky because that's what you guys like, but there were, excuse me, were good points. I mean, uh, I don't even want to say fun points. Points like that. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're absolutely, absolutely both. And, you know, yeah. you had asked earlier in the podcast about was the terrain what we expected and were we familiar with the terrain? Um, I spent some time hiking in Northern Ireland and, and it, and it, and, and so I had a, I had a really, um, the, the train is very analogous. Mm-hmm. Um, but the unique thing about Northern Ireland or Scottish mountain terrain is, um, you don't have tree lines. Um, and it's all, it's all rocky. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, I guess I, the way I phrased it when we got, when we got back was, you know, I can't say that any one mountain was more or less pretty than something I've seen in the States here. Yeah. But when you get onto the top of that mountain and you turn around and there's 15 more within view that are yeah. just as pretty as the ones you're on. Yeah. And since there's no tree line, you, you, you're looking straight at them, up at them, down at them, whatever, across at them. It's, it's, it's breathtaking. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I mean, that's the problem here in the hills is, you know, every time you get to the top of something, all you see is trees. So, right. And they all look yeah, alike. We had, we had that. Um, and that was, that was the, the cool thing. It was also the, the, the huge nature of the mountains made the nav actually, ironically, felt kind of hard because you had so much scale in front of you. Yeah. That's, I didn't think of that. But th- so this is my go to question about racing in Ireland and Scotland and England is like, do you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere? Because I know you do. I know you are, but I, but I always have this vision in my mind that everywhere you look is a, a village. Yeah, okay. No. Um, yeah. So we. So we. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell the story about the, about where we ended up. So we. So we mentioned that we did the five k, the five k run to the paddle to the bike to the paddle, right, and then we got rescued off the water and we got bussed to the TA. We slept for a few hours and we left at three in the morning. For what ended up being a 19 hour overnight hike to the, to the, the Fisher field forests, which was just 
Lord of the Rings, like amazing, like up and over these mountains, sunrise, beautiful. We get into the TA. Now we're, we're kind of hiking in 19 hours. We're out hiking. It was really hard. It was wet. It was hilly. It was tiring. We were really beat up. We came down this amazing gorge. We got attacked by the midges, which are these, these tiny little um, mosquitoes that like would eat your eyeballs. And we were talking on the way into the TA about how we're going to get to the TA and we're going to unpack our, our tents and we're going to sleep for like two or three hours and we're going to go back out on the, on our bikes. We got to the TA at, it was either 8.10 or 9.10 at night. Mm-hmm. They were closing the TA in 50 minutes. Oh. And if we were not out of the TA in 50 minutes on our bikes, we were going to be disqualified from the race. So, but, we, but wait, we, we also knew we also knew that at some point we knew at the start that you know one of the things that they did which I really enjoyed was you know at other races with mandatory gear they they are they they do they did open adventures did safety gear checks around PFDs they actually sent several teams to get PFDs they had safety checks around bothy bags but with a tent which was also a piece of mandatory gear. They just said you have to have a tent, and you have to be able to you have to be able to fit the size of your team in it. Yeah. And when we got there, they said at some point in the race you're going to be asked to set up your tent and spend 20 minutes in it. Your entire team. And there's <laughs> going to be someone standing there with a with a with a stopwatch. <laughs> it turns out it was it was this TA that was closing yeah. in 50 minutes. We were cold, wet. We wanted to sleep. We were not allowed to stay outside the TA even on the property. It was raining. It was raining. I mean, to the 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 famed Scottish midges. Um, yeah. I have to say, we probably, on the whole, got it easy because with the rainy weather yeah. and with the wind, they weren't. In general, they weren't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but when we got to this TA, you could not walk outside and take a breath without getting dozens of them in your mouth. Wow! Um, and they would they would if you put on a bug net. They would clog the holes of the bug net so you couldn't see out it. It was it was like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. So, so think about it, Randy. We were literally running out of running out of the TA to 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 like put a front wheel on our bike and then running back inside, swatting all the midges off us, catching our breath, and then running back outside to like put the rear wheel on the bike. Wow! Cold, wet, yeah. tired, miserable, and and this all came up, Randy, because you mentioned the idea of being. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So when we were walking through this town to get to the TA, I'm looking around, right? Yeah. I always have to have an escape plan. I'm looking around. I see a hotel to my left. I see a public toilet to my right. And I see a bus stop to my right. Just, I'm just looking. <laughs> I'm just watching. Yeah. We get to the TA. We're told, you guys got to be out of here. Yeah. And they literally lock the TA door. They lock us out of the TA and off they went. So now <laughs> our, our, we were having, we were cold and we were tired and, just going out on this this overnight this this fifty k bike ride was not going to work for us. We were we were just we needed to bed down. Yeah. So no, we, were, I, we were told I, I we were also told that, that that this town was kind of the edge of nowhere, and there was nothing for ten hours. Right. Okay. Was, right. And so and so we were so <laughs> we now to now you know cold wet hungry, tired. And when I say cold, we, we were bumping up against borderline unsafe cold, yeah. right? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Like that. And you're soaking wet. It's 40 degrees. So, so I, we paddle out, we, 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 we pedal out a little bit. We get to the town. I go up ahead. I knock on the, the door to the hotel. I say, listen, can I rent a room from you? 
Guy says, no, we're all sold out. I'm like, a garage, a lobby, a bar. Guy <laughs> says, no. And he closes the door in our face. I'm like, oh, my God. So I see this bus stop, which is just a covered bus stop. And I say, guys, hang out here real quick. I'm going to go check this out. And I went, and there was a public bathroom, yep. men's and women's side, that was dry and open. And yep. to make a long story short, we took refuge in this bathroom. Yep. Like, we, 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 just, we slept overnight. Pete and Sherry slept on the woman's side. Jim and I slept on the, on the guy's side. There was a reporter there from one of the, he took, he took our pictures. Jimmy, Jimmy was ended up being in, in I think, Adventure Journal or um, one of those magazines yep. for the way that he looked. And we literally took refuge in this bathroom, which <clears throat> you tell the story now, it sounds crazy. At the time, it was like this wild experience that you knew you were going to talk about that, that these things happened. And oh, it yeah. was just, it was a, one of those moments that like, this is, and it was just, bonkers it was bonkers <laughs> making food i called race control i told them we were safe they saw us on the maps it was just this wonderful hairy experience but what's interesting though we were in the middle of nowhere yeah. and then the next morning we got up and we got our gear together and we rode out and we rode for like 45k before we came across the first sign of civilization we would have been if we had left yeah. that night on the bikes it would have been i don't know what would have happened it would have been, it would have been a really 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 it would have been Bivy sack. It would have been hunker down, get warm, but it would have been really challenging. Yeah. Well, I will. I will tell you from my point of view, catching racers in the in bathrooms is is a highlight of a race for the media. So. <laughs> well, you, the, the, part of the fun part of the funny story there is we're three guys and 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 one woman. Yeah. So we go marching up to this place and we we go into the men's side of the bathroom. Because we don't want to get arrested, yeah. <laughs> and 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 it smelled horrible yeah. on the men's side. Sherry, in particular, was like, "I'm not staying here." So we all march over to the woman's side, and we're all, you know, four adventure racers plus their gear, yeah. um, and every piece of clothing that you have on, um, filled up this bathroom really quickly, mm-hmm. and we're. We're in there. We're trying to shuffle it around kind of slowly, and all of a sudden, the door pulls open, and someone screams and says, "There's a bear in there!" <laughs> and it turns out that it was the girlfriend of the race reporter and photographer who had they had been they had been pulled up in their van and, and sleeping overnight in this in this yeah. uh, public restroom yeah. parking area. Yeah, yeah, but that so sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we love we love you guys in bathrooms. So, I mean, I at Cowboy Tough at the Worlds, you know, they they came off the race, and uh, you know, there's there's four members of the team in in a one one stall, you know, outhouse with me, and we had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, am I remembering right? You guys got to run through the distillery to start with? Is that? Yeah, yeah so the yeah, first yeah, leg was, our, yeah. was the pod, our paddle first leg, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we paddled. We came to this, this distillery where they were. we had to do a, a transition there. And it was funny, too, because the distillery was, was giving tours, but they were kind of closed at that time, so it wasn't, it wasn't fully mm-hmm. operational. Yeah. And you should have seen the face of all the tourists as they were taking their tours of the distillery as all these Martian-looking adventure racers are running past them on the way out to the course. Yeah. And I was very disappointed to hear that you guys didn't get a shot. I mean, that's like well, they saved it. They saved it till the end. Yeah, 
at the end of the race, they gave you a little, they gave you a little bottles at the end. And then the, um, there was, there was a story that, uh, one of the racers didn't realize that it was whiskey and she cracked it open and drank it down thinking it was Gatorade. <laughs> she was so delirious and she found out really quickly that it wasn't, uh, yeah, it, it was it wasn't what she thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, um, <laughs> other than paddling on the lock the first night, tell me a fun story. <laughs> tell me a story where you didn't almost die. Talking about the, the hotel, Jimmy, the La Carne Hotel we bumped into. Yeah, so actually, after after the night in the bathroom, and uh, <clears throat> we we slept probably for three or four hours, um, a good bit actually. Yeah. So, uh, and we got on the bikes, and it was it was still wet and cold. And when we got several hours into the ride, we were along a lock, and. Um, these torrential rainstorms blew in. Um, literally, we were leaning as hard as we could into the winds just mm-hmm. to stay upright. There were, there were parts blowing off backpacks, parts blowing off bikes. Um, there were no cars on the road, thank God. Um, and uh, we, we finally found this uh, this hotel that was serving breakfast, and it had a, a bar associated with it. And uh, we went in and we ordered just about all the food they had. <laughs> kind of a grumpy, grumpy-looking old uh, kind of barman who was serving breakfast. Who uh, uh, was, you know, not too happy with us dripping all over his, uh, mm. you know, upholstered chairs and, yeah. and carpet and stuff like that. Um, but it turns out that folks had been at the same bar the bar associated with the hotel the night before and they had actually uh locked them in the bar and let them stay we still haven't figured out which team that was but we heard that it's from the from the innkeeper that that, that they had done that um and, and here's a as, as a as a good addition to that story if i could jump in with so we're sitting there and, it's, and we're having these four scottish breakfasts and we're having the coffee and another team pulled up they they had come off they had they had pedaled overnight um, and they were just beat up and they were just tired and they sat down alongside us and they had a full breakfast too. Um, and it was that moment in a race where you kind of connect with another team yeah. and you take some photos with each other and you feel really good. Later on, they had told us that being with us and really kind of hanging out and chatting kind of really lifted their spirits mm. that they, that they, they felt like uh, they felt like they weren't so alone in the race anymore because they were kind of down on themselves at that point. Um, so that was a nice, that was a nice moment that we see a lot in racing when teams sort of connect like that. Yeah, I, I have heard stories, and I, you know, it, you see that like there'll be like three or four teams out there together, and, and you can kind of just tell that that they're they're all a little bit happier. If, if nothing else, yeah. they're hear, you're hearing different stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. and then from there, yeah, there were some fantastic theme, teams that we 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 interacted with. I mean, some of them were just. Um, just just such funny, enjoyable people. This team in particular that Brian's referring to, though, was a was a much more competitive, much more um, results oriented team. That um, the reason we ended up in the same place is because they had done quite a lot more riding okay. than we had to yeah. get to the same place. And uh, you know, like Brian said, um, our kind of recharging ourselves and and 
and and having some fun was they were able to to, to glean something out of it which made us feel good huh. do you do, i mean do you was it just uh i mean just that they were happy to see somebody or i mean I mean, if they're a little more results oriented, were they just bummed out that they weren't going fast, and you helped them that way, or were they just miserable? I think they were. I, I my my recollection was that they were miserable. They thought that they were going to be further along in the race. They right. just they, part of the race course. A part that we didn't get to by virtue of time was the highest paved road in the UK was on the race course, hmm. and they had just done this crazy long hours long pedal up to this spot to, to, to punch a CP and then they descended on the other side. And I think that they were a combination of frustrated where they were in the race and frustrated at the amount of energy they were putting in to be where they were. Yeah. Um, you know, cause sometimes like, you know, you know how it is. You're in a race and you're turning yourself inside out and you're killing yourself and you feel like you're still really behind everybody. And I think that, that what we offered them was when they kind of came in to, to sit with us, they kind of were able to catch their breath, hear some good laughter, you know, talk to another team, kind of hear a different story, kind of commiserate a bit, and then they were able to get right back out on it. I think that's I think that's what we brought to them okay. um, at the race. What happened to them later on? Though they had a they had a challenging thing because at the at the end of the race, there was a, a long paddle. So you you basically you 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 dropped your bikes and you did a big overnight. You did a big hike up and over some mountain ranges to the boats, mm-hmm. and then the boat you had to go down into, down towards near Loch Ness and. And then you would then you would bike to the finish. They they stayed on the course longer. When they got to that final paddle, the boats were packed up and gone, and their bikes were waiting for them. No, oh, so they just so would yeah. So they thought they were going into a paddle. They had to get back on their bikes, and so their final, their end of their race, mm. it was like a hundred and twenty k bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was a rough again we again a, te- a team that had been well ahead of us in the race, um, right? But yeah. because they they tried to get every every CP. Yeah, yeah. They ended up missing an entire leg. Yeah. Um, yeah they were gutted. We saw them at the last TA, and they were really gutted. Yeah. I felt bad for them. They kind of, I mean, they were, I mean, it, it's all relative, right? Yeah. I mean, this, is, this is in brain surgery. But I felt bad for them. Yeah. So do you guys feel, I mean, you've probably heard me use the Tour de France analogy. Do you feel you've, like, maybe upped your game a level after – after uh, you know uh, going through this this race and, and you know actually having a pretty good outcome considering oh yeah oh definitely yeah. I mean I know for myself too and I, I don't want I don't I think you're on the same page here I think if you look at this if you look at every big race as a training experience as mm-hmm. well as a race yeah this definitely I broke I broke through some <laughs> certain barriers here in terms of physically. Um, in terms of mentally where I was. And I also share this with you, Randy, because you interviewed us back in the day when we first did Untamed New England. Mm-hmm. And remember, you did two interviews. You did the before and after with us. Yeah. I will tell you that one thing I learned in New England, I learned that I could have been a much better teammate going into that race. But mm-hmm. I didn't enter that race with the level of preparation and approach that the race deserved. And we paid for it on the course. I, I yeah. made some pretty significant errors regarding gear in New England. And I wasn't going to do that to Jimmy again. And so for this race, using New England as a springboard, I was I was fastidious in my preparation, my gear, what I carried, how much my stuff weighed, how much of a teammate I was, and and by virtue of how of where I am physically, I I carried as much as I could gear from my other teammates. 
Because yeah. I'm just I'm just, I was just bigger than everybody else, bigger and stronger. Yeah. Um, and so I really felt springboarding from New England into Iterra, I was a much better teammate. I was much more focused. I was much more patient with myself and with other people. I tried as hard as I could until some major exhaustion took over. And I would use this as an example to springboard to. I would do another another five day race. I would do a ten day race if I had the time. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a great preparation and training. Do you mean how about I, I totally you? agree. I mean, I, 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 I um, y- y- you know, comparing and contrasting ourselves with um, so many adventure racers, including our other teammates, Sherry and Pete, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're doing our second, uh, second or, th- and or third expedition race. Cause I did, I did C to C last year, at least a, 72 hour race um, at, at, at just shy of 50 years old yeah. and having never done them in our twenties and thirties and, 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 you know, um, you know, uh, being able to get through them, being able to have the uh, mental fortitude and the, and the strength to get through them, I think is different. Um, you know, obviously there are, def- there are plenty of people who are still racing at this age, but to be, Doing it for the first time at this age, I think, is a little bit unique. Um, also, for me, for navigating um, these types of races for the first time as a you know a you know a, a three year old skill, not a twenty year old skill, um, is, is 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 really different. Um, you know, strength and power wise, um, I, I felt I felt really good. Um, Brian and I. <clears throat> Um, because of we were the we were the two youngest and the largest guys on our team yeah. uh, four. Yeah. Um, we were we were pulling these boats um, through every leg of the race it seemed, and and carrying a lot of gear, and then I was navigating on top of that. Um, I'll tell you that you know the whole team dynamics, personal dynamics is still something that um, I love it about adventure racing. But it's still something that you you learn your strengths and shortcomings every every race, mm-hmm. and um, I think I did pretty well on the nav. I certainly um, was a, a bit of a workout horse during the entire race. Yeah. But there were times where the race where I was really grumpy, and the thing that I couldn't have the energy for is to keep really a uh, kind of a, a positive attitude at times. And um, I'll tell you, Brian and Pete, both in a race and outside of a race, are two of the funniest people I've ever met. Um, <laughs> they <laughs> certainly didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they certainly um, uh, not only had a, had a good time, but also um, benefited the entire team and also teams around us with their 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 good humor and their uh, their positive outlook on the entire race. Yeah. Did, so, did you know you were being grumpy at the time, and did you and why? Um. Uh, yeah, I, I think I did. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm so I, I would when and when I'm grumpy, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't get. I don't generally get snappy. I don't generally get. I, I never 
pick fights with yeah. others or <clears throat> or teammates. But I I, I knew. I was hearing from my teammates, you just don't look happy. You're wearing it all over your face. Mm. And, and, and I knew that was the, tra- the case at times. And yeah. I think it was just a, you know, hey, um, like I said, you, 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 you do an adventure race. You sign up for it knowing that most yeah. of it is not going to be fun at the time. Yeah. So it, it, it's absolutely what I signed up for. Um, it was the challenge. It was, it was, it was being able to um, – you know the yeah. the adventure, the experience, the whole bit. But but you know there were times where not only was I physically unhappy, that I was I was uh, um, you know you were unhappy and, and sort of emotionally unhappy. Yeah. yeah, emotionally unhappy. Well, my here's here's my two cents worth. <laughs> Just tell them next time. Say, hey, I'm grumpy and I'm not happy right now, but you know I'll get over it. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they all knew anyway. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So um, I know you guys were looking for a race this year. Have you found anything? Well, there's the, yeah, the only we've got, ARW we've got a number race. of them. Huh? Yeah, we have a whole yeah, we have a, we have a ton of races lined up for this year. Tell um, me. Um, well, goodness gracious! Well, Snow Gain is is a race that is that is back this year. It's two eight hour days back to back in northern New York State. Yeah. We got that lined up. Um, we're looking at we're doing a um, you do uh, you yeah I do. And hopefully you guys can make well, that. You, well, you, you have snow game, but at the, same, at the C, same right? time, yeah, I'm going to be at C to C, and 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 Randy, you should know one of my teammates pretty well. Um, yeah, I'm I, sorry. <laughs> I think actually we just had a conference call last week, and we had a great time. So yeah. I'm, I'm really. Not that I wasn't looking forward to that, but I'm looking forward to that all the more now. Yeah, well, and Paul, that's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, if if you can't race with these people and have a good time, it's your fault. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think you guys will get along fine. Just just remember, Paulette's philosophy is when she's hurting, she says, am I going to die? Nope. All right, let's go. So, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, so what else? When April fourth, we got the Crooked Compass with Rootstock Racing. Okay. Um, the eighteenth, Shenandoah Epic in April. Nice. Um, and then we we push into to May. We got the Two Rivers Adventure Race, which is was thirty six hours for thirty six dollars. Yeah. Courtesy of Rootstock. R- Rootstock Racing. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, then June, um, either the, the the main summer adventure race again. Hmm. But I will tell you, Randy, I noticed that uh, that. AR Malaysia is happening, ah. and um, so. and I, I I did reach out to the race director because my my schedule is really tight to get out there after we have our last day of school, and he tells me that if I left on a certain flight, I would make it to the start line. Yeah. So Malaysia is kind of on my radar a little bit. I but Jimmy and I haven't talked about it yet, and neither has we talked to Peter or Shari. But oh. I would love to go to Malaysia. Are Are you doing that thing where you uh, mention something to your wife when all your friends are around so they can't yell at you? Well. Well, the best part is, Randy, I said you not. I didn't say that out loud. And my wife, I said that out loud, and my wife got up and stared at me and then walked back to the couch. I said you not. That just happened right now. Right, Kathy? That's correct, she says. Uh, so. <laughs> that thing, oh, no, I've, so, yeah, had, I've had that bike for years. Kathy found out about a race. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's exciting. Yeah. So. I would do Malaysia in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, cool. So. 
So, I mean, you guys, you kind of look for one, you know, basically an expedition a year is what you what you shoot for, right? Sure. Yeah, and you and it's got to be summertime because of school. So. Yep. Yep. Well. Yep. I was looking at Australia too, but Australia conflicts with the big family vacation we have. Yeah. Well. Doesn't the family want to go to Australia? No, it's the vacation is to a, a certain a, a resort we go every year. That's uh, non-negotiable for a good reason. Okay, uh, I mean, you know, that's that's a uh, real life that counts. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so if you go to Malaysia, can we talk like four months afterwards instead of six? Because I like hearing your guys' race you. stories. I think we're losing Brian. Uh oh. Um, I'm back. Oh, he's I'm back. back. No, you're good. You're good. All right. No. So if Randy, Randy asked if you go to Malaysia, can 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 he can you commit to talking to him within four months after the race? <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a 17 hour flight back. I'll talk to you on the plane. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that only cost you about a thousand dollars in Wi-Fi costs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I have to see. I think uh, I think I think Pete has indicated a desire for Malaysia. I haven't talked to Sherry about it yet. I have to talk to Jimmy about it. So, well, cool. Well, we'll we'll, <clears throat> we'll probably know when I see Jim. Yeah. So, so Randy, what do you recommend we do now that you've known us for a little while? What, what are we missing out on that we should be doing? <clears throat> um. Well, obviously God's own, but you know you got to make that happen. I mean, it's it's the bucket list. You really should race in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. Patagonia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Per and I do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And you know, probably Oregon. I think I think Oregon, and I might be a little biased, but I think that's the next. I think that's the next bucket list race for people. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, after what they did last year, and, and from what I'm seeing, that's going to happen this year. Yeah, I think that's that's those are your. Your choices in Canada could be cool. We'll see how that goes, um, but yeah, you know, and obviously those are the things that have to fit into your schedule. But uh, yeah, I'm not breaking any fresh ground saying those are bucket list races, right? No, I don't think. So. I think you're, I think you're, you're good there. Yeah. So you know, always apply for uh, Eco Challenge. Yep. But they're they're talking about two more of those, right? That's that's the rumor. So. Well, and quite honestly, that's how Paulette decided she wanted to get back into adventure racing. Because when we when we heard that uh, Eco might go to Patagonia, she's like, "Oh yeah, I want to do that." And I'm like, "Well, let's see who. Let's see. Let's get a bunch of old women to put on a team." <laughs> so. Oh, thanks, Randy. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you got eat. <laughs> You got to have a hook, so why not get you know women, you know three women and a guy in their fifties, and and uh, you know go for it, go for that. So, I'll be it. and then she's like, okay, yep. well maybe I should race before that. I'm like, here you go, here's three people you'll like. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed I can't do C to C. I mean, they'll have a great time at that race. Yeah, that's pretty fun. I'm, 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 and I don't know. I know it. It is the race, but. It might also be getting out of here and going to Florida for a week in February. <laughs> exactly. It, and, idea. and I think it's the perfect time because it's the end of February. So when we get back here, it's like, it's spring. We're done with winter. So I like it. But uh, um, 
Cool. Well, I hope it doesn't take so long next time. Yes. <laughs> it won't be six months, we promise. All right. So are, are you are you safe to hang up, or are you going to get hollered at when you hang up? <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go hide. Okay, <laughs> you, you can just sit. You can just sit there and keep talking to yourself. Pretend we're we're out of the air for until she goes to bed. I, I, I do that all the time, Randy. Okay, great. he's all actually right, much man. too good at that. So. Exactly. All right. Well, it was uh, a gas again. Thanks. Hey, real quickly, Jimmy, we run in the morning. We yeah. run in four thirty. All right, cool. Five a.m. Thanks. Yeah. All right, Bandine. I'll see you then. All right, Randy. All right, you guys are. Great, thank you. Thanks, yeah, man. Bye. All right, bye. Oh, brother, oh, brother, where have you been? I just closed my eyes and then you walk in Well, there's mud on your face and there's blood on your hands I've been searching for you since I don't know when Yeah. 